So I want to share some Haras on Rashi and Pashas Vayera. We'll start this off as a, a Chumash Rashi share. So the beginning of Pashas Vayera talks about how Ram Avinu was Mekai in the midst of Achnasis Archim. And it says very, very in extensive detail exactly how he did the mitzvah. And some of the things he did on his own, and some of the things he did through a shliach. So in the beginning of the parasha, Pasuk Dalet, it says, Yukachna ma'at ma'im, v'rachat raglechem. So Rashi says, Yukachna, the language of Yukach, means aide shliach. He asked someone else to get the water for them. And Rashi, Pasuk Dalet, Yukachna, Rashi says, aide shliach. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu repaid this to Klai Yisrael, it was Ayde Shliach. That the water came to Klai Yisrael through a Shliach, which would be Moshe Rabbeinu. So it sounds like the fact that Aram Avinu had someone else do it was somewhat not perfect. And as a result, it wasn't the direct HaKadosh Baruch Hu connecting to Klal Yisrael when he gave them the water, it happened through an intermediary, through Meshavim. That seems to be the Mashmois. And then the Avram Avinu took care of the Lachem, him and Sarah directly, by Amara Avram Ahela Sarah, by Amara Yishloshim Kamachsela, so that Avram and Sarah did directly themselves. So the Mepharshim say, so Man came straight from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There was no action of Moshe necessary for the man to come. That just so since Avram Avinu took care of that on his own, so that came directly. The next thing though, Pasik Zayin, Vala Bakar Avram, Avram went to the Bakar, Vaikh ben Bakar Rachvatai, Vaitin Alanar, Vaimar Lasasaisa. So he had a Shliach when he prepared the meat. And who is that Shliach? So Rashi says, Vaitain El Hanar uh, so over here, he had a shliach, he had someone else do it, but it was an interesting situation. He didn't just pick anybody, he had Yishmael, and he had a very good reason why he wanted Yishmael to do it, because he wanted to be mechanachem with mitzvahs. So we know that the water was Aydeh Shliach, as Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock. The man was not, was not Aydeh Shliach, HaKadosh Baruch was Mamtir, the Lachem and Hashemayim. What about meat? How did they get meat in the Midbar? They got it with the slav. Was the slav through a shliach, or was the slav directly from Hakadosh Baruch Hu? <clears throat> So, if you look at the pasuk over there in Parshas B'Shalach, it's in. So it's in the Parashas B'Shalach, it's in uh, Perik to Zion, page, you have the article here, page 198. So uh, at page 198 is Pasuk Yud Beis. So it sounds like the Slav came the same way as the Man. It didn't require any action of Moshe Rabbeinu. It came on its own, right? So that would sound like the fact that, that he did the Slav, the fact that, that Avram Avinu gave the meat through a Shliach, that actually wasn't a problem because he was doing it for the sake of Chinuch. So that was uh, equivalent as of him doing it himself. Now, this wasn't the only time that Klai Yisrael got meat. The other time they got it was in Parshish Baloischa, when it wasn't such a great thing for them, that uh, that was more of a punishment almost. And I think that time, 
when they got Slav. That was um, page four. Uh, where are we over here? Four twelve. Yes. Um, wait a little further. Yeah, four thirteen. That also happened on its own. Yeah, so that also was never didn't take a Ramavina, didn't take a Maishravina's involvement. Ruach Nasa Mesa Shem, Yeah. Alright, so both times he got it he got it without uh, so it's just an interesting concept that doing something with uh, having your child do something that that is doesn't take away from, from him his own involvement in the mitzvah. I did see though um, that Others say, I couldn't find it this time, but I had it written down, that others say that this was a Tainan, even this, doing it with Yishma'a uh, Lachan is still a Tainan that he should have done it himself because you're Machanach your child more when you do something yourself and you show him how much you know, you're, you're excited to do it, even than, than rather having him be involved in it. And it would have made a more of a bigger impression on Yishmael had Abraham Avinu done it himself. So that's the you know the story that someone came to the Alexander Rebbe, and he asked him that he's trying to get his child to bench, and his child just doesn't want to bench. And how what should he do? So the Rebbe told him, "You yourself bench with more kavana and get more into benching, and then that'll have a much bigger effect on your child than just constantly trying to you know impress upon him the importance of benching." So that's an interesting question here. What? Why didn't Rashi point out that the man did come straight from Hashem because Abraham did it? It's interesting, he doesn't. The Gemara, I believe, makes that distinction. And I think the Gemara doesn't talk about the meat at all. The Gemara talks about the man and about the water, and the Gemara just doesn't address the meat. So it's, 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 it is a little interesting. The Mepharshim point out the man, because the Gemara does, and they don't address the, the meat. Um, another interesting thing here, <clears throat> a little further in the parasha, is um, when Abraham Avinu kicks out Yishmael. So there's a very clear... Uh, steer over here. Take a look. It's in um, par- it's in page fifty five. So yes, Sarah saw that Shmuel was play- fooling around with Yitzchak, and he he even was threatening to kill him. And Sarah demanded that ha- that Abram kick out Yishmael from the house. So if you look at Rashi over here, it's on pasuk. Um, so the Pasuk says, Vayashkem, page 55, it's Perik, Chafal, Pasuk Yudal. Vayashkem Avram Babayker. Avram got up in the morning, Vayikach Lacham Vachem Esmaim, and he took some bread and a flask of water, Vayitn El Hagar Samal Shechma, and he gave it to Hagar to hold on her shoulder, Vesayeled, and he sent her with the child, Vayishalchal, and he sent them off. Vatelach Vatesa Bamid Bereshava, and she went and she, she got lost in Midra Bereshava. So Rashi says, he didn't give him gold or silver. He hated him. Right, so he hated Yishmael because Yishmael went uh, off the dark. Right, he was he was, he was doing a virus, so he hated him. So he didn't give him gold, didn't give him silver. He gave him the beer necessity. He gave him water and bread, and and that's what he sent him with. So here it says uh, he mamish hated him because what he did. In the end of the parish, a very famous Rashi. Um, page uh, 57, one page later. Hashem tells him in the Hakedah, Perek Chav Beis, Pasik Beis, Vayemer, Kachnoz Bincha, Esichidcha, Asher Hafta, Esichidcha. Right? So Hashem has to spell out which child to take. Bincha, your child, Yichidcha, your only one, Asher Hafta, you love, Esichidcha. And Rashi says, why does he have to give such a long drasha to say he means Yichidcha? So cause Rashi says in, in Pasuk Beis, as Bincha Armulai, so Hashem, uh, Abraham told Hashem, Shnei Banim Yeshe, I have two children, Armulai Sichidcha. 
the one that's a, a, a unique one. So they're both one to their mothers. They're, they're both mothers only have one child. the one you love. I love both. So here Rashi says he loved Yishmael, and uh, over there he says he hated Yishmael. Now, how, you know, it wasn't at the same time, but what, what exactly changed? So in other words, before he kicked him out of the house, and he sent him on his way, and he hated him because he was Yosel Tarvis Ra, and over here, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives him the Tzavah of the Akedah, Hash, he, he has to ask Hashem, which child do you mean? If you say, Hashem, I love both. So clearly, it seems like the obvious answer is, is that Yishmael did tshuva in the interim. But where is it that you see that Yishmael did tshuva in the interim? The only place that Rashi demonstrates that Yishmael did tshuva is later on in the end of Chayasara, when it says that, that Abraham Avinu uh, was nifter and he was buried by the Yikbaroyse, it's in page 68, it says, Pasik test, bottom there, says, Yikbaroyse, Yitzchak, Yishmael, Banav. He was buried by Yitzchak and Yishmael, his children. And Rashi says, Yitzchak, Yishmael, Mikan, Sha'as, Yishmael, Tshuva. Here we know that Yishmael did Tshuva because he let Yitzchak go first. Vahayochas, Yitzchak, Lefanav. He allowed Yitzchak to go first. So the only indication that he did Tshuva, it seems to be, is only from much later from the fact that he allowed Yitzchak to be number one in burying Avram. But, uh, we don't have any other indication of tshuva, so it's kind of interesting that he hated him because he's Yatsal Tarbis Ra, but then when Hashem asked, which one do you love? He says, um, I, don't, I, I love them both equally. So you can approach this question in two ways. You can approach this question in two ways. One, one you can approach this question between what love and hate means over here in reality. That, uh, you know, the, the hate means he hated his Maisim Rayim, and the love means he loved him as a child. Maybe, maybe we can, uh, you can try to approach like that, maybe. Um, you, you have to decide if you feel that's like honest to the text <laughs> to say that, uh, that, that at one point he says he hates him, at the other point he says he loves him, and, and that would mean, you know, that you have to think about that. Yeah, if that's. Where it doesn't really mean. Right. 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 I'm just, I don't know if it's exactly the same. Yeah. So the Torah calls it and it doesn't mean snuah. Right. It doesn't obviously obviously didn't hate her. Yeah. And we find that like say so there's a Gemara about a mayor. There, mayor Davin, that the people in his neighborhood who were chatayim, they're bandits. They should die. And uh, Buria's wife told them, don't daven, they should die, daven, they should do tshuva, and you should hate their mice and roi, don't hate them. So it could be, that's a possibility. But I, I, was, I was thinking that he did tshuva, that Yishmael did tshuva, but there was a, the, this was actually what the main issue with Yishmael was. Yishmael and, and Keturah as well, I mean, uh, sorry, Hagar as well, they both suffered from the same problem, a problem with Arabs that Arabs, I believe, still suffer from today. And is, the question is, who is the main son of, of, of Ramavinu? Where Yitzchak was obviously the main son of Ramavinu, but Yitzchak declared it so, and Yishmael had a very hard time accepting that. He was the older son, and he held himself to be the main son, which was what Rashi says before, that uh, you only got a bris when you were eight days old, and I got a bris when I was 13, and I still wasn't active. He constantly was trying to prove his superiority to Yitzchak and his the status as the main inheritor of Yishmael, of, uh, of Ramavinu's uh, position. And that's how he was Yasel Tarbis. That's what kind of put him off the derech, was that he was not able to accept that. He was not able to accept the fact that he was second, the second son, or even not even the real Yairish of Ramavinu. And Ramavinu kicked him out of the house because he hated the fact that he was Yasel Tarbis Ra. 
And the tshuva was that he came back. Because you see, he was back. This is later, and he came back. Yishmael came back, and if he came back, he came back on his own accord. And that was a tremendous tshuva. Just think about it. He was kicked out. He was sent to basically die in the desert uh, with not barely enough food and barely enough water. He gave him exactly enough bread and water so that when she wandered in the de- desert, she ran out of water. So he sent them to die, and Yishmael came back. The coming back itself was already the biggest step towards tshuva. He still identified himself as a child of Avraham Avinu. He still held on to that identity. The actual final step, the, 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 the final nail that, was, that solidified his tshuva was what at the point when Avraham Avinu passed away and he said, Yitzchak, you go first. Then he had the full hakara and recognition that Yitzchak is the real inheritor of Avraham Avinu. He's the real, you know, the one who's going to take over for Avraham Avinu. But the process of tshuva was here, that he came back. And as soon as he came back, Avraham Avinu accepted him back. And it changed from sinna to ahava. And that's, of course, a big message, you know, about whenever a person does have to discipline and the concept of the door has to always, always be open. I mean, clearly, Avraham Avinu had the door open. Yeah, and, and Yishmael felt that he could, he could come back. Uh, same concept we find with Hagar as well. Hagar got sent away, but she comes back in the end of Parshas um, Chayasara under a new name, a new alias, Keturah. And Rashi says she's called Keturah because she didn't marry anybody else in the interim. So again, here also, she identified herself as being the wife of Avraham Avinu. Her struggle was, am I the main wife or is Sarah the main wife? She was kicked out, but she came back nonetheless because she's held on to that identity as Avraham Avinu's wife. She refused to marry anybody else in the middle. And that was her tshuva as well. So that's, uh, that's another thing. Last thing, last point I want to point out here. In Rashi, in the end of the Akedah, Rashi says... In uh, this is page fifty nine on Pasuk uh, Chaf. Uh, not Pasuk Chaf, I'm sorry, Pasuk um, it's Pasuk what Pasuk is this? Yud Gimel. No, I'm still on the right wrong one. Sorry. It's Pasuk Yud Base. When the Pas when Akash Baruch Hu told Avram Avinu Al Tishlach Yadchal Anar the second Rashi here is ki ati yodati. Now I know that you you fear Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So Amr of Abba, Abba says Rashi says Amle Abram. Abram said Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Afarish lefanecha sichasi. Now I can explain what's going on here. Etmal amartali. Yesterday, in other words, in the past, you've told me ki biyitzchak yikarol chazara that the child that Yitzchak is going to be my child and he's going to be my destiny, my my lineage. And and then you you commanded me take my child and 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 shecht him. Now you're telling me a further contradiction. Don't shecht Yitzchak. So Amalekadish answered him I never will break my promise, my bris, my covenant. I never change what I say. When I told him to take, to, told you to take Yitzchak, I'm not changing what I said. I never said you have to shecht him. I said bring him up. You brought him up. Put him down. So there's a very interesting back and forth here between Avraham Avinu and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Avraham Avinu asks, "What's going on over here?" First, you told me that Yitzchak is Karl Hazara. Then you told me to shecht Yitzchak. Now you tell me to stop. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu answers him, "No, I never told you to shecht him. All I told you was to bring him up, and you brought him up." But the question is, if Avraham had this question, this is a little, for, for, a little late to ask this question, why is he waiting until after the Akedah to ask the question? He should have asked it right away when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the commandment. He should have asked, wait, wait, give Yitzchak Yikarol Chazar, what's going to be? I have a contradiction here. Well, that's a very famous question on this Rashi. Why did he wait till the, the, the end of the Akedah to ask? 
And there's two Turutim. Both Turutim are actually attributed to Rav Chaim Brisker, and it's very interesting because they're very different Turutim, very, very different approach. One terrorist that's attributed to Rechaim Brisker is that when Avraham Avinu was given the commandment of Kachmas bin Chasichidcha, he didn't have time to ask the question. He was immediately, he went into action. Avraham Avinu got a commandment that took over his whole being. It was his focus. There was no room and no time to think about anything else. And the first time he had, the first opportunity he had to think about anything of asking a question was when Hashem told him, Al Tashachyelcham. So now it, that's it. Mitzvah ended. So now he had time to start asking questions. I said, okay, one second. This doesn't make sense. What happened over here? <laughs> that's one approach from Rav Chaim. It's a fascinating approach. That, that's how subsumed. Now, they say further that you have to realize that Rav Avinu was holding by doing that Kedah and Kadosh Baruch Hu had to give him a counter-commandment of Al Tishlach Yitzchak Anar. Don't Shech Yitzchak. There was nothing else that could have stopped Avram Avinu from Shechting Yitzchak. Avram Avinu was poised to do that mitzvah the mouth could have grabbed onto the knife and it wouldn't have stopped him. It required, the only thing that could have stopped him was a commandment in the other direction. Elisa say, al So there was, that's how, how you know, powerful it was with Avram Avinu's focus and, and his whole body, every asset, every fiber of his being was dedicated to doing this mitzvah. There was nothing else that could have stopped it. But then there's another terrorist from Chaim. Rav Chaim says that, uh, this goes with a story, they say that a Chassidah uh, Shayyid asked the Briskarov once, Rav Chaim's son, he asked him that, I don't understand you, Lutvik, because you're always asking kashas on the Torah, you kashas and kashas, how could you ask a kasha on the Torah? The Torah says to do something, how could you ask a kasha? So the Briskarov said, you're really right, you can't really ask a kasha on the Torah. The only reason why we can ask a kasha on the Torah is because the Torah gave us a method how to ask and how to answer. The Torah says that this is the, this is the way you ask a kasha and this is the way you give an answer. So we have a part of the Torah is how to ask and how to answer. So he says that initially there was a stira here. There was a stira in two psukim. One pasik says, Kiv And the other pasik says, Kachnas bin Yitzchak is going to be a child and the other one says, Shachtam. There's a stira in two psukim. There's no method how to answer a stira in two psukim. None of the methods of, of Rabbi Shmuel can apply. So when you have a steer, you just have to follow the commandment. You can't ask. You can't even ask the kasha. Then with Ba Kasav Ashlishi, Now that there was a Kasav Ashlishi, there was a way to answer the kasha. The kasha was I have a steer in two psukim. That's the pasuk of It only means halayu. It doesn't mean shachateyu. So what, what what happened over here was is that it became from a kasha on the terror. You can't ask kashas on the terror. It turned into a situation where you can actually apply one of the Yigimel Midas. So he couldn't ask the Kasha until there was a third Pasik, which was the Yavah Kasav Ashlish Virechir Abeneim. Avram Avinu didn't even think of the Kasha, he says, the Rizkarab, the Rabchaim. Didn't even occur to him to ask the Kasha before it was a, a, a situation where, you could, where you're allowed to ask the Kasha. Didn't even occur to him. It only occurred to him once there was a third Pasik, because, oh, now I have two Psukim and a third Pasik. Now I can make a Shtikal Tarah. Now I could ask the Kasha and get a Tarah. So, so just, uh, uh, just to. to Give us a, comp, uh, a concept of how incomprehensible Avraham Avinu was. <laughs> oh, that's the way he approached uh, doing mitzvahs and Akadosh uh, Baruch uh, commandments. Uh, yeah.